The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed in the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. In the past few years, we've heard the term free agents and been told we would all need to become one in order to succeed. The recent economic structures have helped to promote this concept as reality. Where do we get the tools to take control of our career path in the present and future? Welcome to The Career Confidant with your host, Marie Zimanoff. Marie and her guest experts are here to provide you with the tools you need to move forward and achieve your career goals. Now, here is Marie Zimanoff. Hello, this is your host for The Career Confidant, Marie Zimanoff, and we are very excited to welcome a guest here on The Career Confidant, Daisy Wright. And Daisy is the founder of the Wright Career Solutions, very nice, in just outside of Toronto, Canada. And we are going to be talking with Daisy about Tell Stories, Get Hired, because Daisy is a highly regarded storyteller, very fun, and a different approach than we sometimes take here in the career field. So thank you for joining us, Daisy. Oh, it's my pleasure, Marie. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, yes. And as you, as we were preparing for the show, you, you kind of reminded me that people get stressed out in the job search, right? And we don't mm-hmm. often think about kind of the power of storytelling. That's right, we don't. So tell us a little bit about how this concept of storytelling relates to job search. As you know, Marie, storytelling was once regarded as childhood stuff. But more and more, people are realizing that when they tell their stories, people listen. Apparently, it has something to do with the brain, that once the brain is engaged, once the brain hears a story, then it, it's, it's listening with intent. And so how it relates to the job search is that we all do things, you know, every day. We have all these huge accomplishments. But when it comes to talking about ourselves, talking about our successes, we tend to hide that. But if we look at it from the perspective of storytelling, it, it becomes natural because it's our story, we have done it, and then we should be proud to articulate that to anyone. Yeah, it's, and especially when it's a, it's a true story, right? And people get worried about bragging and those types of things. But when you're telling that true story, it's just the, just the facts, right? Exactly, exactly. And it makes it easier. Even in interviews, it makes it easier because like I said before, and you're alluding to, it's your story. It's a truth. It's a fact. So it makes it easier for you to talk, up, talk about it. Definitely. And, you know, you kind of talked about that in terms of the, the resume or interview. Mm-hmm. Tell me a little bit more about how people can weave those stories into those parts of their search. 
Right. Again, it's, um, you know, like I said before, it's your story. So if, if someone wants to capture the attention of their recruiter or hiring manager in the resume, the, the quickest way to do that is to weave some success stories right at the, in the top portion of the resume, which we in, in resume land call the prime real estate. So you want to grab their attention, but you want to grab their attention with something that, <clears throat> that is a part of something you have done, something you have been successful at. And that will grab the attention of the, of the reader of the resume. And then, of course, once you have their attention, then you weave, you, in, a, in subtle ways, you're going to weave your success stories right throughout that two, one page or two pager. Yes, and people always get worried that if they do that, then there won't be anything to say in the interview. But my guess is that you find that's not the case. No, that's not the case at all. Because let's face it, you cannot tell all your stories on a one page or a two page or even a three pager. So it's, you're just whetting the appetite of the person reading it. And then when they call you in for the interview, that's when you're going to expand on your stories. We have to remember that stories, stories have the power to inform, instruct, inspire, encourage, those kind of things. And when we know ourselves well, when we, when we um, are able to talk about what we have done, not in a bragging way, but like we said before, it's the truth. When we're able to do that, we're able to persuade someone to say, yes, we should be looking at this person. We should be giving this individual a second look. And, you know, at the end, that person might end up being hired for the position. Yeah, so storytelling and- is very powerful. Yes, and that there's so much to tell, even if they put a story into a bullet on their resume, there's so much more mm-hmm. to that story to tell even, besides that, more stories. Absolutely, because they can expand on it. And, you know, if the person wants to probe, so tell me more. I noticed you said such and such. Well, how did that happen? So it opens a window for, for the, the, the candidate to, to, to tell some more stories of, of their accomplishments. Yeah, and and that it seems to build confidence. I don't know if you see this, but when I work with a, a candidate and they start telling their stories, even in preparation for that interview or to help create the resume, it just seems to build confidence. It does. It does build confidence. And the reason is because it's their story, because it's authentic, then they're, they, they don't have a problem talking about it. They're not making, it, making up the story. They're not taking somebody's story and acting as if it's their own. It's authentic. And so it bears confidence. They say, yes, it's me. I did it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And they reconnect with the, the details of that story and remember what they've done. Remember yes. the accomplishments that they've had. Absolutely. <clears throat> And, and um, that's why it's so important, Marie, in interviews that people think in terms of telling their story. So it's not only about the resume, but also in interviews. And what I have found is that some people are, while they were nervous initially, once you have coached them to 
talk up their stories, then they become more relaxed. Mm-hmm. Because then, you know, they, they are talking about things that happen. They're talking about accomplishments that they have had. And I have found that even if the person is a senior person, could be an executive, could be a director, sometimes they themselves are not aware that they're able to, 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 tell, to tell stories in a way to engage their, the interviewer or engage their listeners. Interesting. And when they, they learn, so you kind of have to learn how to tell a story, right? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. They have to learn how to tell the story. They have to make sure that they're giving them the nuggets of the story. So it's not long-winded and it's not uh, boring. And it has that flow, right? That's those of us in the business kind of talk about challenge, action, and result or some kind of of flow to help Mm -hmm. the story move through those pieces. Exactly. That's exactly the point, yes. So, all job seekers need stories, right? No matter what level of position they're seeking. Mm Mm-hmm. Do the stories, are they different for entry-level employees versus executives? No, I think the pro, they're not different. The process is the same. It's just that because the, the uh, more experienced or the more senior person might have, well, not might, but would have obviously more experience. And so their stories might be different, but the process is the same. Okay. Is you know, the language look, any different for, that they might be using? The, the language, uh, not necessarily. Again, uh, for, for an entry-level person, he or she might not have as many challenges or the challenges might not, um, might not be impactful as a senior person. But it's important for them, once they understand the process, once they understand what was the problem or the challenge you faced, what did you do in such situations, and based on what you did, what were the results. So once they understand the process, it becomes easier, and it doesn't matter whether they're an entry-level person or they're a senior, senior manager. Okay. And one of the things that that you see with those folks is that they tell stories you, right they want to tell stories that mm-hmm. align with where they want to go right so if we're working with someone who's entry level and they want to move up to management mm-hmm. you know they'll want to tell stories that align with where they want to go not necessarily with where they've been tell me a little bit about your response to that I mean that's what I what I believe I guess what I help people do Right. Well, y- yes, um, it, it's, they, they might want to focus on where they, where they want to go, yes. But it has to, there has to be a link, really, in terms of some of the things that they have done and why, because of what they've done. Because you know, Marie, we all know that, um, especially from an interview perspective, it is based especially from the behavioral interview perspective, it's based on the premise that because you did it, 
it's a, it, people make the assumption that you'll be able to do it in the future. So you, you do talk about a little bit about the past, but of course you also talk about your potential. Yes. And, that's, and that's where being future-oriented comes in. You talk about your potential. This is what I did, and I might not at this point have the experience, but I have the potential to do this or that because of my track record. Yeah, and sometimes even just the stories that we choose to tell, right? If we're mm-hmm. going into management, we're going to tell more of those stories where we've been a lead or we've been in in a position of, of responsibility right. versus mm-hmm. telling, manage st- telling all the stories. Yeah. Yep. Yes. You know, it could be, it could be a project at university if it's an entry level person or, you know, a team lead in, you know, in another, in another, um, with, with a company or, or with the university or college, but anything that will indicate to the person who will make the decision that, yes, this person will be a good, a good choice. Yes. Yeah. So when we're telling these, when they, we're telling these stories, what do you see as some of the critical points? Or do you use the challenge action result format for your stories that, that you're helping people tell? Yes. That's exactly what, what I use with my clients. And I have found it, <clears throat> sorry, I've found it to be quite useful. Someone who comes in, for example, for an interview coaching session. I remember I was coaching a director uh, a few weeks ago. And she's brilliant. She has worked with some major companies here in, in, um, in the Toronto area. But she said she was going to interviews and... She was not getting past the first interview. And when she came, you know, we had the discussion and I, you know, listened to her talking. I knew exactly where she was falling down on the interview. And it's because she was giving an, a, a huge overview of the situation rather than getting into the nitty gritty of her stories. What challenges do you face? What did you do? And what were the results? The moment she understood that, Marie, it was total, it was like a changed person. She was able to go in to several interviews. She had had about three or so interviews going at a time. And she was able to go in and do very, very well. And I was, <laughs> I was pleased she sent me, she sent me um, a testimonial after. And it was just, she, one of the things she said, she said, you need to focus or craft my answers to broad questions by fitting them into the framework of problem, action, I t- problems, the action I took, and the results. And I re- she said, I really needed that because of the breadth and depth of my work experience. Yeah. And, well, and we are going to take so- a short break. Sorry. No, that's yes. all right. We're going to take a short break, and we'll come back, and I want to hear some more stories of, of people who have been, had success by telling their stories in those okay. interviews or on those resumes. So we'll be right back in just a few minutes. 
business community's first choice in Internet talk radio. Voice America Business Network. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Simonoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. You've heard of good things coming in packages. Well, maybe there's a little more to that saying, but when you think about it, packaging is one of the most important things that can represent your business. Tune in to Ditch the Box with host David Marinak. Each week, we'll discuss flexible packaging, marketing, sales, and how it all comes together in one container. Lower costs, increase margins, listen to the show. It might just save you a ton. Ditch the Box is heard live every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific, on Voice America Business. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at astrategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant. And today we're talking with Daisy Wright, the author of Tell Stories, Get Hired. And Daisy, you've been telling us some stories of your own of people who've been successful telling stories to win interviews, win jobs. Right. Yes. So (laughs) tell us, I think you were kind of finishing up the story about the, the, the lady who had use this process to talk about the challenges and I always find that that's a great way you know some of the interviewing books teach that situation task action result and as you said when you get into situation and task sometimes you're giving way too much backstory versus just getting into the interesting part of the story which is that challenge right exactly and and that's what happens and what I have found is that once people understand that you focus on the nuggets. They're looking for, for information. They're not looking for anything long-winded. So you focus on the nuggets. What is it that you really want them to know about your story? And you hit them there. If they, if they need to probe further, then they're going to come up with, with, um, with follow-up. But it's so important, like I said earlier, to focus on the, the challenges or the problems, the actions and the results, because that keeps your answer pretty tight. Yes, and, mm-hmm. and flows. It, it can flow. And so when we're telling those, those stories, people always say, oh, I don't want to practice the story, right? Then it's going to sound mm-hmm. rehearsed. Tell me a yeah. little bit about your thoughts on that one. Well, you, you know what, Marie, if, 
if it's your story, it, it shouldn't be rehearsed because it's your story. What is, when people, people will pick up on, on, a, on an answer that's rehearsed, and that's only because somebody might ask you a question, um, tell me about yourself, or describe a time when. And because you have studied, you, have, you come up with one particular answer for that question, then when you're articulating it, it sounds rehearsed. But if it's your story, you can have different ways of telling that same story and it doesn't come across as being rehearsed. That's the thing about storytelling. It's authentic. Yes, yes. And, you know, and knowing I, the points yes. that you're going to share in that story, the problems, action, result, uh, doesn't necessarily prevent it from sounding authentic. Authentic, exactly, exactly. Because it's your story and you're claiming ownership. That's what I use. I I usually say to my clients, it's your story. And the the other thing about it, Marie, is that sometimes you might have a story that would be good to answer, you know, for somebody's testing on, say, leadership, your leadership competency. But they they may ask a question that relates to something else. And you would find that in many cases, that one story can still be answered for that particular question. So it might be a question on leadership and not on, say, communication, for example. But the person can weave that same story to show his or her leadership skills, to show how he or she took charge of a situation. Perfect. But so, I, any I'm, other? I'm not sure if you, yes, go ahead. Yeah. Any other mm-hmm. examples that you can share with us? Um, <clears throat> one of the examples I used in my in um, in my book. It's it's not my example, but it's uh, this one of um, a young lady, and she actually contributed the story to the book. She had tried all the traditional routes of um, applying for, for a job, for jobs. And nothing was working out. And she decided to use one of the email uh, programs that we have. You know, you have con- Constant Contact, MailChimp, and, and the likes. And she decided to use one of those um, uh, platforms to reach out to people who were in her network, well, people who were in and outside her network. And um, she was able to pitch her story to these individuals. It took like half an hour because she did the research, got the email addresses, and sent out this one mailing to several people. Well, within days, I, I don't remember exactly how many days, but within days, she, wa- she was invited to 15 interviews. Wow. I don't remember how much she said she actually attended, but she did, she did um, out of that exercise, she got a position. So the point is, she, used, she was using traditional strategies to, to make contact with employers. Nothing was happening. So she used this particular platform, uh, spoke about some of her achievements in storytelling fashion, and like I said, in 15 days, 
she had she was invited to 15, uh, sorry not in 15 days in in a few days she had had 15 invitations for interviews and one of those i don't remember how many interviews she actually went to but one of those interviews turned into a job opportunity perfect and so that right. kind of that shows how social media can be used in this process oh. right Absolutely. So it's not, it's not always the traditional resume cover letter uh, type of approach. People have done different, you know, people have told their stories in different ways. There is also, and you might, might have heard about this one, there's a gentleman uh, called Philip Dubois, and he actually developed his resume as an Amazon lookalike. And I actually sought his permission to mention his story in the book because um, it wasn't a traditional resume. If you had looked at it, it would look exactly like uh, Amazon, the Amazon website. But he used that approach to tell his story, and he got several job offers after, to the point where he, was, he had to refuse some. Wow. So, right. So storytelling, it's, we, we kind of have to think outside of the box when it comes to career storytelling because the, the traditional uh, it, route is, has been tried. It, it's kind of tired. And because of the competition, we need to do things that are not. We need to go beyond the traditional resume cover letter uh, type of approach. They are important. They're very important because even if you do get in front of a decision maker, he or she will still ask you for a resume. Yeah. But in order to get their attention, people have to do some, some things that are, you know, not the norm. Definitely. And social media is such a great way to kind of co-build that story by interacting with others. Oh, Absolutely. Absolutely. Social media is, is such an integral part of the job search process. You know, when somebody gets a LinkedIn profile, there's so many things that you can include. There's so many stories that you can weave into your LinkedIn profile that would be too much for a, a one or a two page resume. And the fact that LinkedIn allows us 2000 character spaces in the summary we need to maximize, job seekers, job candidates need, need to maximize that particular part of, the, of their LinkedIn profile and, you know, again, tell their stories, tell their authentic stories. Yeah, it's a great way to, to, tell, to expand beyond what's typical in a resume. In a resume, yeah. So... Tell me here, as we, we kind of finish up our time together, what are mm-hmm. some of the main stumbling blocks that get in job seekers' way when they're trying to tell these stories? Where do they typically get led astray? Um, <clears throat> one is, it, it's not, uh, well, it's not typical, but it has happened, is that someone is trying to tell a story that they think the interviewer wants to hear and not the real story. Mm. Meaning it's, it's not their story. They have never done it. 
And rather than saying, well, you know, I have not really, I've never um, been in a situation to do that, they start making up a story. And then sooner or later, the, 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 um, the interviewer will find out that, you know, there's something wrong with this. So because they want to over-impress, then they end up, um, you know, kind of massaging the truth. If, if, <laughs> I don't want to say outrightly lying, but so, so that's one place where they will trip up. The, okay. other, place, the other place is when they try to, to say too much, to put too much uh, information into that particular answer. And that's why it's important for, for us as coaches and for, jo- and for job candidates themselves to learn to know how to narrow their answers. Always think in terms of, uh, I use the car, challenges, action, results, but there are so many odds. But if they try to focus their, in, you know, focus their answers around the car approach, then the answer becomes, it's tight, it's, it's articulate, and then it makes a difference to... Um, to whether they're hired or not. Yes, and that authentic piece is so important, and yet we still have to kind of know what we're going to say so we don't get ourselves in trouble. Right? Yes, and so right, that- and we're not tripping over our tongues. So we have just a few minutes if you want to share with us how people can connect with you on LinkedIn and where they can find your, your book. Well, they can find my book at Amazon.com. And I am on LinkedIn for sure. Just search for Daisy Wright. And I am not, um, I'm not Jude Law's nanny. <laughs> I am Daisy, I'm the career coach, Daisy Wright. And of course, my website is therightcareer.com. And my blog is daisywright.com. Perfect, Daisy. Well, so thank you so yeah. much for joining us and uh, encouraging us to remember to tell those stories. Absolutely. And thank you so very much for having me. It has been a pleasure talking to you, Marie. Wonderful. And listeners will be right back to kind of tie it up with a nice red bow here. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back in just a few minutes. business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network you know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career you can have the foresight skills and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities a strategic advantage and career expert marie Simonoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused get found and get hired Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Today, enterprise technology is both strategic and global. Each week on CIO Talk Radio, IT thought leaders from around the world share their experiences with listeners as they discuss with Sunjog All how they are trimming costs and partnering with business to innovate and help IT become more competitive. This means better care for customers and improves the corporate bottom line. If you want to keep up with IT thought leadership, 
Listen to CIO Talk Radio with Sun Joke All every Wednesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel, the bottom line in business talk. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at a strategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant, and today we've been talking with Daisy Wright, and that's W-R-I-G-H-T, about telling stories. And Daisy just reminded us about the power of telling those compelling stories on our resume, in your interviews, and even on, on social media or as you network. And part of that, of course, is knowing when to tell what story you know, if you're if you're job searching and you're networking, a lot of times that process can get us a little bit overzealous and we might tell stories when we aren't paying attention to that the person who is supposed to be listening has stopped listening, right? So thinking about when it makes sense to tell stories and what stories we want to tell. How are we sharing those stories? as we go through our job search, as we go through even our our career, telling those stories while we're working is very important to our advancement. And and being able to get that raise or move up in our careers, our ability to tell those stories without sounding like we're bragging, right? Because they they are stories, authentic stories that, belong to us, that happen to us, that we can share with people as we go through a job search. Now, we talked a little bit about language, and this is one of the things I love to help people understand, is that the language that you use to tell your stories is is critical from what I've seen, especially when people are trying to make some kind of transition. And you know, one of my favorite examples is working with someone from a a printer cartridge manufacturing company who wanted to go into medical device. And all of her stories were full of part numbers that belonged to printers and and conversations about printers that weren't going to mean anything to the people in the other industry. And so it was important for her to practice telling those stories with the details that mattered, right? Those, Those challenges, actions, and results that would translate into the new arena and people always say oh you know I've got great transferable skills yes and you have to be able to translate those share them in the language that makes sense for the organization that you're applying to otherwise the stories don't connect right and the same thing happens when we're trying to change positions or position levels if you want to go from being a supervisor over a specific department to being a higher level strategic part of a leadership team 
going to have to tell stories that show your ability to be strategic, use that language. Again, being able to show that you've had that experience at that level. Now, as Daisy pointed out, of course, we don't want to try to tell a story that doesn't really fit or try to tell a story, of course, that isn't really true. If we don't have that experience, we've got to figure out a different way to answer the question. Now, I would say that there's a few times where we need to watch how we answer that, right? I've had people that, you know, they're the wonderful question of tell me about a time you've missed a deadline. And they'd say, well, I've never missed a deadline. It's probably not going to go very well to to answer that question that way, right? Even if you've never missed a deadline, I want a story. So there was this project that you were working on and the deadline kept getting moved up. You rallied your team, you bought them all pizza, you worked overnight and you barely made the deadline, right? So again, it shows that the skill set that people are trying to see which might be communication, leadership, those things. You might even say that I knew I was going to miss this deadline, so I talked to the the customer, we negotiated an extension so that we were able to to get it done within a time frame that was acceptable to them and and made sense for us, right? It's still that story shows the skill set versus when you you say I've never missed a deadline, you don't get to show that skill set and depending on who's interviewing you, they may not believe you, right? Just like tell me about a time you've had a disagreement with your boss and you tell me you've never disagreed with your boss. I either think you're very young or you're, you're not wanting to share that with me, right? Because we've all disagreed with our bosses if we've worked for more than a couple of years. Maybe you didn't verbally disagree with them, but at some point you've probably had some kind of disagreement. So, We've got to have those stories and, and have somewhat thought about which stories we want to tell. Maybe have a few bullet points written down as, as Daisy was talking about with that problem action result so that you know how the story is going to flow. You can change out the details when you're there to match the question that's being asked. And it still sounds authentic without getting yourself in trouble. One of my my favorite job seekers of all time got asked about a time that they disagreed with a boss and came to me after the interview and said, I, I realized as I was telling the story that the end of the story was that I got fired. And so I told the story and I said, well, how'd you end it? Well, I ended it with that I got fired. And I asked, well, how do you think that went over? And this person said, not very well. I don't think I'll get a second interview. And those are the things that we don't want to have happen because we haven't thought through which story we're going to tell. Right? I'm sure that person had many other times that they'd had disagreements with a boss. They'd been in the workplace for 25 plus years. They didn't need to tell that story with the ending that was messy and they didn't really know how to talk about, right? Or they could have told that story and thought more about how they were going to tell the ending. But it's that idea of, of really understanding the power of story, the power of structuring your story, and in some ways the power of having those stories not prepared, but at least thought out. Then you can be in the moment, 
you can pick and choose what parts of the story you tell. You can pick and choose which stories you tell. But if nothing's ready, you're going to struggle, right? If nothing's, if you haven't even thought through some of these stories. Great part about that, of course, is that we want you to think through those stories for the resume. We want you to think through those stories for your LinkedIn profile. And those things will help you prepare for the interview as well. So you get a little bit of two birds with one stone, if you will. So as you're thinking about moving forward in your job search or, or even how to advance your career, I encourage you to start thinking about how you're capturing your success stories. Or are they slipping through? Do you write them down? Keep a Word document? Whatever it might be that helps you remember those stories so that you can share them in your performance review, so that you can share them in a job interview, you can share them on your resume, because those stories will fade and it becomes very challenging to promote yourself when you don't have any stories. Stories make it so much easier. Again, they're authentic. They really happened. We don't have to stretch the truth. So start capturing your stories so that you can be in charge of where you go, because then you'll have more ammo to share You can choose how to share it and where to share it so that you can get to where you want to go in your career. If you want to connect with Daisy, again, that was Daisy Wright, W-R-I-G-H-T, career professional out of Canada, about an hour outside of Toronto. Or you're always welcome to connect with me as well at Marie, M-A-R-I-E, at astrategicadvantage.com. We look forward to seeing you right back here next week on The Career Confidant. Thank you for listening to The Career Confidant. Marie Zimanoff will return again with another terrific guest next Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Be sure to join us then. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.